Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A. My name's Doug. So the next sequel that we're covering is the action sci-fi sequel from 2018, Atlantic Rim Resurrection. It's kind of a play on the Pacific Rim movies. And uh, yeah, it's a B movie, but I, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's free on Tubi, Pluto, Crackle, Amazon Prime. And I was lucky enough to talk to the director himself. Jarrett Cohn. Jarrett was so interesting to talk to because growing up in Long Island, which isn't too far from Jersey, is part of the tri-state area, uh, it was pretty wild because in the beginning, he didn't even know what he wanted to do when it came to whether it was like acting or film or anything like that. Really, his first thing was like, I just want to go to college and communications was his major and then he connected somebody he didn't even know up at northeastern who was an actor who went out to hollywood then he was able to actually visit him on sets and that's what he wanted to do and then in the beginning he was so smart about it when he wasn't getting roles that he wanted he said you know what? i'm gonna write movies with really juicy roles that i could play then he started directing them and then recently came out with a book 50 movies made so he made 50 movies and along the way he is big with directing for Asylum Entertainment, and he has a deal with Tubi. So he does a lot of Tubi originals that are really good. One that recently came back out last month on May 19th is called The Get Back. It stars Dermot Mulrooney. So we talked about that. Talked about he was in our former guest, uh, Robbie Ray Schaefer's uh, Dick Dixter. So we talked about working with him. And then also he directed... Uh, um, the documentary on Leonard Skinner and the plane crash. So he had some cool stories about doing that, but really we talked about a lot about like the stigma of B movies and you know, really the fact that people think of that in like, eh, it's not as good. Maybe the quality in some cases are, but there's great actors, there's great directors, great special effects that go into all levels of filmmaking. So it was a blast. Yeah, it was a good time. And in the episode notes, I'll make sure to put a link to his book, 50 movies made so you check it out on amazon uh really cool to like he said in the beginning hey i didn't even know i was ever gonna direct anything and then look at that now he's on like 53 movies uh that he made which is uh pretty amazing so yeah so without further ado here is director jared Cohn. all right so jared yeah we we're just talking so so where in new york are you from where'd you grow up uh actually grew up in long island nice but I always went to the city when, you know, when I always, uh, probably like once a week and twice a week, I was always going in there and, you know, hanging out, getting, getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, like what age, what was the inspiration for you to, uh, like, what was your first passion? Was it, because obviously you wore multiple hats. Was it like acting? Was it directing, writing? What was the first thing that like caught your eye? Yeah, you know, definitely acting. Uh, that that was, you know, the main that that was the motivator, you know. For and I was doing that solely from about, you know, when I was like eighteen, nineteen, to until I was about twenty five. Was it was I was all about I was determined. Uh, you know, I was going to be a uh, working actor, but life had uh, other plans. <laughs> What were some of the early steps you did? Were you just doing like things in school or were you going to the city and taking like acting classes or anything? Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, in LA, I went, uh, so I moved out to LA and yeah, I got, I got myself in all sorts of 
classes. I did a, a Meisner oh, nice. two year two year Meisner intense, you know, very, very intense program. And I was working, you know, and I, uh, you know, I racked up like thirty something. I, I, you know, IMDb actor credits, but you know, <laughs> on on indie film, you know, low budget stuff, and you know, some did a bunch of like no budget student movies and uh you know i was i was doing the whole act actor hustle man just you know trying to get an agent trying to just trying to level up and and sort of in the earlier you know at some point i was like man you know i need to do something else and so i started writing i started writing scripts but I, I I I didn't think about directing. I was just like, all right, I'm 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 gonna write scripts that have a big part for me, and you know, and and that was really why I, w- I was writing the scripts. I was, but I actually got good. I started getting good at writing scripts. I kept writing <laughs> script after script, and of course, I was you know I was writing the roles for myself. So I would, so you know they were good roles. I was like, all right, so it actually. And that and that's a little like uh, a little hack, a little, little writer, a screenwriting hack. Uh, you know, if if you're an actor, like you know, also a writer, like write a role that you would want to play, and then all of a sudden you're like, you start thinking about it differently, and then, so I'll do that. I'll do that for multiple roles in the same script. Uh, you know, um, just kind of helps. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> what made you go out to LA? Obviously, you wanted to act, but was it like doing plays in high school, or did you do any college on Long Island or New York, or was it just no? I'm 18. No. I'm graduate. I'm getting the hell out of here. So yeah, it was so nothing. Yeah, I, I I had no clue what I wanted to do in high school, uh, and then I go to and so I I wind I wind up in Northeastern University in Boston. Uh, okay. Eighteen, I'm eighteen, studying communications, which is like uh, thirteen. The default. Grade. It's like the yeah, it's yeah. like the default one. I know. I, I yeah, I just no clue of what anything. I, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I I would you know did did some writing and whatnot, but not nothing nothing like the acting. And then, but I I had a room. I met a roommate, so I moved out of the dorm like after the first semester or two, second semester or whatever. I moved off campus into uh, just an apartment with with uh, you know ran, you know random people from a, 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 an apartment listing and one of the one of the guys living in there was was it was an actor and you know him and i became i became i was so right there i was like oh man and he's talking about moving to la and and we became buddies and 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 we started shooting these like little video skits and 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 he was like you know studying screenplays and, and 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 practicing like monologues and 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 like auditioning for shit and i and he went out to LA and then I, and then I went out to LA to visit him uh, and he was doing some work uh, and, I, and I went I, I was on a set for the first time. I was like, I was like, uh, you know, I think I was, I was 18, 19, uh, uh, my first set standing, you know, the first time I was on a set, but really like I, I had a moment. I had that, like that, uh, 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 sort of like a mom. I was like, man, this is really cool. Like this is, this is a whole different world, you know, like way cooler than, anything I was studying in, in, in Boston. So I basically, I, I basically, I quit school and, 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 you know, he moved out to LA. I follow, I, you know, <clears throat> and then, you know, shortly after that, I, 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 I moved out to LA and just, you know, hit the ground running. Uh, 
you know, reading the books and, and doing, you know, you know, studying and, you know, trying to, trying to get out there as an actor. Yeah, no, it's good when you have somebody out there. I've interviewed so many actors that, that that's how they know somebody or they go out together. It's one of those things. It's like one of those jobs that it's so hard to make it in any yeah. facet of like Hollywood because it's creative. Obviously, you can be the most creative person, but you need somebody to say, okay, this guy's creative enough or I see him in this role or I could see him you know, shooting this film that I wrote or whatever. So it's, it's, it's like kind of, it's so difficult. And the percentage of people that are able to work doing it, it's so hard, but at least if you know somebody that you're like, Hey, if he could do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really helped. It really helped. And, and honestly, if I never moved to that apartment, like, and met and met that dude, uh, I would probably would not be talking about, you know, making movies. I, yeah. I, I got, I have no idea what I would, you know, I, I probably, I never would have been turned on to it. I would have been, <laughs> Who knows, you know, taking out the trash. <laughs> so when you got out there, what was that, like 2000-ish, 2003? Yeah, yeah, that was about 2000 and, yeah, about 2003, yeah. Because yeah, you're about, working, yeah. like, right away. I think Green Planet, is that this short that you and him did in, like, Boston? That's on IMDb yeah, yeah. or is that <laughs> LA? That was that, that one was that, yeah, that was, like, one of the first uh, student films I did, uh, Green Planet. Uh, yeah, none of the stuff we shot now, like we messed around, we yeah, we made it on a IMGB, but um, yeah, yeah, what was that 2000, yeah, 2003? So, yeah, I mean, I was out there, I was out in LA though, like 2002, 2001. Like, I like my first, I first, first went out there to like visit, I, I think it was, I think, yeah, it must have been like 2001, and then busted the move like oh two, you know, somewhere, you know, somewhere, somewhere in in in, in that. Yeah, I think in August in in two thousand two or was when I came out there officially to like to like move yeah. move or maybe it's or, yeah my my time yeah a little off I'm not not one hundred percent what month but <laughs> no but what I'm saying is it's pretty cool you get you get out there and you're like working obviously you, like you said you do the two years of training yeah. and I'm sure during that time you're auditioning and everything but yeah like oh, you yeah. see all those films like right away like two thousand five. Alien abduction, way of the vampire, Legion of the Dead. So you're like on set. So like that's the most yeah. important thing. That's the only way you can get better or learn about it is that if you actually do it. So at least yeah. pretty much right right out of the gate, you're hit, hitting the ground running, which is <clears throat> phenomenal. It, you know, it, it, it's so true. It's like uh, you know, I see a lot of people go in, and, and a lot of people were in the clouds in the classes with with uh, all sorts of people. But uh, I was really, I, I was really. You know, I, I I was on the so I got that I, I I was on the set. That's what got me going. So I I really wanted to just be on set. So and I didn't really care. I was like, I'm gonna audition for everything. I didn't care. I didn't care if it paid me, you know, not nothing or 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 it had you know cost me gas money to you know to drive the set. I just wanted to be, you know, working on my craft and 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 being around being in the a creative like. A creative atmosphere and if i you know if, and then you know if i got paid great and 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 on, <laughs> you know even all the better but for, you know for me that was that, that was my the motivator and then you made that transition so you're doing that you're you're you're, you're an actor you're you're for like four or five years and then well how did that transition happen obviously you said you were writing and you thought of the yeah. idea hey i'm gonna write roles that i want to play for me and then other roles i want to play because then 
while you're writing that script, you're interested in those characters a little bit more because you're like, hey, maybe I'll be that role. But like yeah, Legend yeah. Has It is the first one on it. And I'm sure there's other ones you wrote before that, but it's like Legend Has It and The Carpenter Part One, which are uh, two ones that came out in 2009. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was um, – and, and, and Legend Has It was the first script that I guess, I, you know, technically I sold uh, – and I wound up actually also being a, a producer on that and, nice. and, and starring in the movie. So that was, I mean, that was a very tiny, tiny budget, but <clears throat> that was my first sort of experience be uh, really behind the camera producing. And I, and, and I wrote the script. So after legend has it, I had to, <clears throat> I was like, you know what? I, and I didn't direct legend has it, but that legend has gave me the confidence to basically take all my money out and make uh the carpenter and that and you know the carpenter was like oh this is going to be you know my my directorial debut and and, and at that point you know uh, i was uh you know i was uh, i was doing some of the you know the acting wasn't going you know really super great so i was really like okay you know this is going to be you know at least I'm going to make money on this, on this horror movie, on this horror movie, uh, the carpenter, which, you know, I didn't. And it was you know, <laughs> total, total loss, but that wasn't because the movie, it wasn't because the movie was bad. It was just because I didn't know anything about the business. And I just got, yeah. you know, I just got, you know, it was just, you're, you're going to get, you know, killed mo- most of the time. If you, you know, first time out. Yeah, no, you don't know those things. Like I've interviewed other directors and they, they're really good. This guy, Joe Castro, who did, uh, like terror tunes and a bunch of those movies. Yeah, yeah. And he has a Facebook page to help out uh like indie uh, filmmakers. Yep. All right, yeah. Okay. It's in my book. I, I mentioned his I mentioned I mentioned uh I I, I hit up Joe Castro. I, that's cool, man. We should, uh, definitely I'm going to cuz I'm friends with him. Uh, oh, cool. No, Joe's cool. And- he was one of the first interviews I did like the first year I did this. Really nice guy. Like I still talk to him. Uh, just like in messaging, like he always posts like these cool behind the scenes, like special effects. He's unbelievable for what it, honestly, his work is unreal for <clears> probably <throat> the mean, shoestring budgets that he deals with. It's, uh, it's wild. And, and, and also like, you know, just to touch on his group, uh, he's so brave and like just courageous. And I have so much respect for him for starting that Facebook group and, 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 really trying to help indie filmmakers, you know, stay away from the bad, some of the bad, uh, you know, actors in the space. And, you know, he's bold, man. And you know what? And and my hat, my hat's off to him for, for doing that. What's crazy about it is it's so funny. Like there's so many movies that you watch and you see the ones that are in that group and you're like, like Gravitas Ventures. They've done like movies that I've like, Big move, like yeah. big movies with big actors, and you're like. And the other one was like uh, Wild Eye Entertainment. I'm like, oh, I saw man. a really good movie with them, and I'm like, these people are, ah, it's ridiculous. And I, 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 I have still stories with both Gravity and, and and Wild Eye, and yeah, and I'll tell you what, man, they belong in that group. Yeah, they belong in that group. They belong, and I think that's yeah, the hardest I mean, thing. It's like it's like when you go to film school or you're on set learning from directors or whatever. It's like there's things in life that nobody would ever teach you about something. And I'm sure that's not one people ever really think about. They're like, I got the movie. It's in the can. I edited it. It looks great. Screened it. Everybody loves it. And it's like, okay, now I have to get it out to people. 
And like, that is a really difficult step in the process to get it into in front of an audience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's luckily, I mean, I think we're at a, we're at a very recently and uh, companies like is a company film hub, which is, uh, you know, I, I, I just started uh, getting some older titles, you know, on there, but I love what they're doing. And, and, and I really hope to be singing their praises, but, you know, but I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not yet. Nothing's yet. I'm not saying any, <laughs> singing any, any praises yet, but, but, but I, I, I've been, I did a lot of research and I just love their, <clears throat> what they're doing, everything about their self-distribution. The way they, you know, the self-distribution, but they, there's a hybrid, something going on, something else is going on, but they're, they're doing it great. They're, the intention is, is good. Nice, nice. No, I like uh like I watched two of your movies today. I watched on on Tubi. Oh, love Tubi. I I uh yeah. And you did I a Tubi original. Tubi. I think that's the coolest thing about Tubi. I don't know if they started the originals before or after Fox purchased them or however their relationship is, but yeah. to the Tubi originals, man. That's so cool. And you and you did one of them. You did that the <clears> one shark movie, right? I did. Uh, well, I did a couple. Uh, actually, I did three uh, in total. One, one hasn't come out yet. Uh, nice. I, Lord of the Streets. Yeah, Swim was was one of the yep. very very first Tubi originals, uh, and that was yeah right after you know Fox. Uh, they did that deal, but and they started getting into originals, and yeah, Swim was one of the first Tubi originals, and yeah, I guess it did. You know, did. I heard it did really, really, you know, well, and and you know, happy to happy to hear, and and sort of that's how I got, you know, into working with Tubi and my uh, uh, producing partner and I, and we did uh, Lord of the Streets, which is on Tubi, and and then we just did a new movie called The Get Back, which is coming out May nineteenth cool. on Tubi, and so that's the that's the that's the new one, that's the uh, the new new. But uh, yeah, I love Tubi, and yeah, big shout out to Tubi for yeah. just changing the game and and you know taking over the space. Yeah, no, no, it's great. No, in fact, they have all different types of movies that you could discover that you wouldn't see other places. But uh, so so you do the Carpenter, like you said, you you took all the money out, and you said I'm going to make this. So from there, like like Born Bad and Underground Lizard People are the next two that you did. In 2011, um, a couple of years uh, later. Well, well, actually, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, lizard people was for lizard people was before. Um, lizard, it's funny. It, well, I had a weird, I had a little weird gap there. So what happened uh, after Carpenter? After Carpenter came out and was like, oh, I, I thought this was going to be some big, you know, thing, and and it it didn't. I I got burned out. I had a I had a moment where I, I spent all my money, and basically just you know, got tapped out, and then had to go back to New York. Oh man! And then I went to Phil, and then actually I went to. Uh, I was like, all right, well, you know, I I, I did some like soul serious soul searching there, and I was like, all right, you know, I I I was what about twenty five, twenty six, something something like that, and. Uh, I was like, all right, well, the acting thing. And actually, I tried to get into a little of the acting thing in uh, New York, but you know, I was like, let me go to film school. So I went to film school at the uh, New York Institute of Technology, got a proper, 
you know, proper BFA and and uh, but in film school made a move made you know was was making were making movies and was actually flying to L.A. to to act in movies while in film school. So it was <laughs> it, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, the professors were like, oh, okay, you know, they were like, because I was in, I was in film film class and. You know, fly. I just I was flying to LA to to, to star a movie, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Where who were like? I watched Bikini Spring Break today, and I watched uh, Atlantic Rim. Uh, oh, nice. So I, I have to be I, totally honest with you. It's so it's so cool watching these because they're obviously one's a comedy and one, they're two different sci-fi and comedy, <laughs> but like, your who was your inspiration for like? Your shots, like they're really good looking movies. Like the way you pan the camera, the way everything's set up, especially Atlantic Rim. I'm not even kidding. Like it's it's shot very well. Do you use the same oh, director of photography or cinematographer? Is that something that you have your hands on? Uh, <clears throat> different different cinematographers, but I I, I will say this: I I am very much like a camera geek. I. Okay. Uh, you know, in a cinematography, like, you know, uh, fan, like I, <clears throat> even though I have credits as a cinematographer and, and I don't consider myself a proper cinematographer, but I, I love all things. I have two red cameras and, and I, I study, I took the AS, the master class at the ASC and studied with some great cinematographers and, you know, I, I, I read American cinematographer. So I'm very much into the shots and the look nice. and the aesthetic. And, and to me, that's, <clears throat> to me, that's really filmmaking, you know, uh, like the look of it, uh, it's gotta look cool. And like that, you know, that's a style that I think, you know, just took over time, just developing, you know, like, okay, well, you know, what looks cool and big, what looks big, and how can I make, you know, even on, you know, on a tight budget, that's really the challenge. Like, how can you make something look big and cool? And, uh, you know, when you, when you're, when you're not, don't have that much money. Yeah. No, no. I think, I think that's exactly what you said. Like, that's great that you're like a, a camera geek. Cause the, when you watch a movie, like you, those are things that you look out for. Like sound is super important, obviously like good sound, and visually you want it to look like what you're used to. And yeah. those two movies, I think they look like you're watching a big budget movie, like visually. And, and they're, they're funny. I, li- I like bikini spring break, uh, because I like Robert Carantine. He's funny. Like I never, I almost interviewed him and his agent. Not like he, the, the agent was the only person I talked to, but he like sort of like not big time me, but he was like, he, he, he replied back, you know, like, you know, somebody by name, like he's Robert Carradine. So the yeah, guy emailed yeah. me back after I sent like the email, like, "Hey, I'd love to interview Robert about his career." And the guy's like, "Hey, Doug, yeah, Bobby's real busy right now." And I'm like, "Bobby," but that's my I, that's probably what he goes by, I'm sure. But it's just funny, like these people, you like Tom Cruise, like if his agent was like, "Yeah, Tommy's real busy today," I'm like, "That's kind <laughs> of weird. yeah, right, right." Yeah, no, Bobby was cool. Uh, Bobby, I don't think I called him, but I don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> called him bobby we were, but he looks we, great we like that's 2012 when i watched that but i saw him in something else pretty recently too but he's he looks great for his age and he's great in oh, the movie yeah. the girls are all like i think that's what's good about 
who you cast. I didn't watch a ton of your movies or look at a lot of the IMDb. I don't know if you use a lot of the same actors, but especially for Atlantic Rim, like everybody in that movie, you're like, these are good actors. Like each person is good. Like, and that's what you look for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that is super important and will always be super important is casting the movies. I mean, uh, is is do you got quality actors? You know, are they uh, you know also are they reliable and cool to work with? All that stuff is super important too, and in, in a way, some of that stuff is more important than uh, you know. Like, is this guy like super great for the role? He might be, but he, you know, he's kind of crazy. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't want that. You know, yeah. like, give me someone reliable I can work with and 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 take time and find like more, you know, get more shots with. If someone's gonna be difficult and someone's gonna be difficult, like, and they're a great actor, I don't care. That's that's fine. They can act in other people's movies. <laughs> you, you know, I, I want to find the actor that that you know we can collaborate and, 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 and do cool stuff together and, you know, and, and not, you know, not have this, you know, I've had some situations, uh, you know, with some difficult. I'm sure. Actors. And I think that, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a thing that it's not a fault, but you see the movies like, like the kind of films you shoot, you see, there's like that, Hey, let's get that actor from the eighties, nineties, that might have a a drug problem and they have them in these movies. And I've interviewed some people who are like, yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like I forget the one lady's name. Oh my God. The lady that was, she was in Ace Ventura. She played uh, Einhorn. I should know her name. She's in Blade Runner. She's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Stripes. Uh, yeah. I heard stories about her. It was like, yeah, we, she, we, she, we figured it out. So she could be there for two days and we, we did all the shots. So you do it in two days. And she showed up for half a day. So we had to really oh, like yeah. change the way the movie for her character. But he was like, we made it work. And it actually was, yeah. it ended up being better. But uh, it's just like that difficulty of what you're working with. No, it's cool that you have the eye for those people, especially in Atlantic Rim. Like, and another thing that I think is so hard with like, like you said, like working with a lower budget is like CG, like working in a movie that has CG and I thought honestly they look pretty good, like in that movie. You know, I, I, I the aside. I look, shout out to the asylum. I mean, I mean that is that company put me on the map, and and they are just you know fa- fantastic and they're genius and they're when it comes to marketing and what movies they make, and you know they have just some. They do a, so many visual effects and they have such you know, sh- short turnarounds and, and, and the visual effects artists are working so hard and, and they're, all, and they're great guys. Like they're guys and gals, uh, they're, but man, it is hard work. They're just, you know, you, you're, they're, you're behind a computer, just da, 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 da. And they're, <laughs> they're just dialed in, you know, doing dinosaurs and sharks and explosions and earthquakes and 20 everything like just destroying the world every day <laughs> uh and it's a lot of work it's a lot of hard work uh man so yeah shout out to the visual effects department and it's, it, and really yeah you gotta know how to shoot for them you got otherwise you can if you don't shoot i'll say this like if you don't if you don't know how to shoot for visual effects 
and you you can make their lives very difficult. And subsequently, the movie will not be as good because you'll have to spend more time fixing things that just because they weren't shot properly and, and for visual effects. So you have to kind of know how to shoot for visual effects. You want to have a good relationship with them. Don't piss yeah. them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the first time you connected with that? Because I think was Bikini Spring Break. That was an asylum movie now. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, the first one was uh, Way the Vampire. Uh, way back Oh, so in the day. when you were acting, acting is when oh, you yeah. first connected with them. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. So it was, I'm, uh, I think I met with the asylum 2003, 2002. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've known them over 20 years at this point. And yeah, I acted in a bunch of their movies. And then I, I've directed, I want to say, 15, 18 uh, uh, asylum movies. And acted in a, you know, a bunch, yeah, one of the Sharknados. I, I started in one of the less seen Sharknados, but oh yeah, yeah, no, I saw. No, I, I saw. What's his name's in that from uh, from Titus? I forget his name. The, uh, the Zach redhead. Ward. Yeah, yeah, Zach yeah, Ward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, shout out to Zach. Yeah, he's 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 working a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So you worked with them. So what would you say? What was like for your like directing and writing side? Because obviously you're still acting, like you said, all this time. When did you feel like you came into your own? Was there like a, a movie you did or a review or somebody came up to you or anything? You know, it's still, you know, you're still chasing that feeling sometimes. Um, yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I can't say I, I can't say there's been one. So there's been moments where you're like, okay, you know, I'm I, I, I'm I'm you know I'm here. I'm doing better than I, you know I was last year. And and, and you could, but then you you know you start. That's it's a that's a constant tr- struggle because it's 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 like you know you want to you you know you even where, wherever you're at in your life you want to be here you know what I mean if you're yeah, here yeah, you want to yeah. be there you know what yeah. I mean? nobody wants to be no nobody's like yeah I, you know what <laughs> I, I I'm cool I'm 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 really really cool where I'm at you know like I yeah. don't really want to you know do bigger stuff or whatever like so it's always like man okay you know what's next what can I do to be bigger so yeah you know. That's uh, constant. Yeah, constant. Is that the difficult thing? Like, I, I interviewed Griff first. Oh yeah, I, I worked. With, Griff was in Alien Abduction. Uh, with oh me. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so I, a I, I talked. I talked with him because uh, he he's done so many like films, and I don't know if it was Asylum or not, but some like shark type movies. And then he's like in uh, a movies that like Terminator Genesis. So he's done like so many different things. And with his dad being who he was like an animal house and dream team. And so I asked him like what that difficult thing is. Cause there's like this weird stigma in Hollywood and it happens. Like I've interviewed a few adult film stars and it's like the stigma of, of that. Like the one actress, uh, uh, Brittany Amber, she's like actually like a good actress. Like she's been in mainstream stuff and there's like this stigma that she won't be able to be in other things. People will be like, Oh, well you did this. So, yeah. so, and I, and, and Griff kind of had that sentiment when it comes to like directing, because he's like, I did all these, like he did like an alley, uh, Lake plastic three. So he did that movie. And he said, whenever I would go in and like try to pitch for like a bigger one, they like that's the first thing they do. They don't really listen to me. They just look at, hey, this is what you did in the past. 
Is that something that you've oh, are, like? Do you go on call and be like, "Hey, there's this movie that's being shot. The budget's X, and you can go there and be like, "Hey, my name is Jared. Here's what I would do for it." Is that something that you do, or no? Nah, you know, I mean, you really that's like you, you know, you, you start to get into like you know agents and, and, and managers and you know pitch you know pitching you you know to to try to get into those jobs and, and yeah and that's I mean. It, there is a stigma I mean, they, and they look at, they'll, they'll look at, you know, my credits and be like, Oh yeah, you know, you did these low budget movies. So we're not going to hire you to direct because you're a low budget guy. You know, you yeah. did, you, you did this slasher movie 10 years ago. So, uh, you're, you must not be good or enough to direct this, you know, pre- more prestigious, bigger budgeted, uh, whatever. Like it's, it really sucks. Yeah. I mean, it really sucks. And they really pigeonhole they, they the industry really does try to like pin, pigeonhole and put, put you in boxes and, and you really got to claw, I kind of claw your way out. And, and, and that's, you know, that's part of the process, you know, just, and, and part of that is saying no, sometimes you have to say no because yeah. it, it, you know, if it's something really low and that's, and that's a hard thing too. Like, when do you say no? When is it okay to, if someone's offering you a movie, you know, you try so hard to get a, a movie to direct and then you, and then to turn one down because not because you don't want to do the movie just because you don't want to be kept in the box. Like you're trying yeah. to get, you know, if you're doing a hundred, if you just, you know, did a few hundred thousand dollar movies and you're trying to do, a million dollar movies and and then you you know you got a three hundred thousand dollar movie that you did and it was great and and then you, you now you're in this position do you, you don't want to do it and then someone offers you you don't want to necessarily do a lower because you don't want to mess up your shot to get the bigger so it's, it's weird it you should be able to do it all and and get and the work should be judged on the budget but that's just not how it is at all so yeah. you uh you sort of have to then enter the picky, like, do I say no? Which you don't want to, you know, but you, but you should sometimes. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Cause you don't know, you don't know what could be that next. Cause there's so you many. Might not of those... come. You might not yeah. get it. Oh, I know. Movie. Yeah. You might not get a next movie. They'll be like, Hey, this asshole said no last time. So I'm not going to ask him again, you know? See? Exactly. <laughs> and, and that happens too. Like, you'll be like, Oh, I've seen that happen where people, people, Oh, with actors, I've I've cast I've casted actors, you know, in a smaller thing, and and, and then like a, like a bigger thing, and then and then be like, oh, what they won't do the smaller thing, and then and then later, on, and then I'll hear from them like two years later, like, oh, hey man, sorry, <laughs> you know, should should have did that thing, like I'm you know I'm available. But, I mean, sometimes. You never know. You can't blame anybody for turn, turning something down if they think, you know, what uh, this might be uh, bad for them and for some whatever reason. Yeah. No, I think that there's a stigma when it really comes to like horror and sci-fi. I, I think it's so ridiculous, but the the only the only way you can now, like, obviously, you're you're making films that people enjoy. You love doing it, but to get to like to get a big budget feature, it's like you have to like 
hit a home run. Not saying none of your movies have been a home run or everybody, but it's like you have to no, have like that terror. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's like, it's like Terrifier, like Terrifier yeah. 2, what that did, like, which is super rarity. But like that is how that happens, and then I don't know what else that. Dir- I know right away. I think that director signed on with somebody else. Like oh yeah, you uh, you got to you, you need a hit. Yeah, to, to sort of get out of the uh, the low budget independent space to to make that transition from indie low budget to studio. That's that's the hardest transition I think uh, to make. That's even harder. Then, you know, again, yeah, that's the final, that's the ultimate, like, everyone's like, all right, you know, big budget movies, studio stuff, you know, all, all that stuff, big schedules, and you could do, like, really cool, yeah, so everybody wants to get there, and, yeah, I mean, it's just a grind, how do you make that happen, how do you make that transition, like, how do you, you, you need a hit, you need, a, you need to make a hit movie that, gets into Sundance and or something like or just becomes just kills it on VOD like something so good and original it's got to be like really just awesome like you got to break through like that and that's and that's true you just need you know if you do something super awesome I think that's kind of the 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 secret yeah, I think one thing that you have going for you, obviously, is like the connection with Tubi and like those Tubi originals is when you go on there that's like a big big category Cause that's where I saw swim before I even was going to connect with you. Like even a few months back, like they have, like when you're scrolling down, they have like the two B originals. And when you're going through that, it's all of those movies. So it's good that they promote their stuff like that. So when like, so street profits, which is out already. Right. And what's the new one? The get back. Okay, cool. That'll be out May 19th. What's that? What genre is that? The get back like action. Cool. It's, 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 Stars Theo Rossi, got Dermot Mulroney, Kim Coates, Shane Paul McGee, and yeah, basically about a, a, a guy who's on, uh, sort of a witness in a in a murder case, and he's on the run, and a bounty hunter's got to bring him in, and everyone's trying to kill him, and you know you kind of don't know who is trying to kill him or why until I mean it all comes together, you know hopefully a very entertaining way. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Dermot Mulroney, that's a good get. That's a good... Dermot, uh, Dermot is one hell of an actor, man. That guy is cool. Uh, he, he he is as suave as as they say he is. No, it's good to see a guy like that like in, a, in the Scream franchise. He was like a pleasant surprise to see somebody like that in the new Scream movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta check that. I, I gotta check out. I gotta go and support uh, Dermot and check out the new, <laughs> the new screen movie. But that's a good I get. Will. So, like, when you're direct, like I was just talking about that before. Like, obviously, the people that in the films that I watch, they're they're good actors, and they're and they're like when you're watching, you're like so enthralled with like their. Especially, you know, who I really like. I love the relationship in Atlantic Rim Uprising with uh, Hammer and the two girls. I thought they yeah. like, I thought it was like, I, I don't know. It was so good. Like their relationship, they're pounding drinks and it's like, all right, time to go to work. And then they're in these giant like robots fighting yeah. like this huge, like crab like creature. You know, I mean, it's yeah, characters, you know, the actors you have and, and, and the moments, you know, create, I mean, everybody also that comes down to the script, you know, like it, it, if you got a good story, 
it's like a scale. You know, you can have if your actors are amazing and your script is like mm-hmm. not great, your movie can only be. But if you have, you know, you, if you have great actors and a great script, then then you got something there. You got something special. But yeah, the script script is more important. Believe it. Obviously, you know, you can have if you have a great script. If you have a great script and your actors are just okay, like you can still have a really good movie. Like yeah. that that uh, they just have to serve the serve the story that is great. And if the, the story because because story supersedes all. I believe that. No, oh, yeah, there has to be a beginning, middle, and end because there's so many movies. I just watched that Sam Rockwell one with Suri. Uh, I've always say her first name wrong, but. Her last name's Ron, Ron, Ronan, Ceres Rowan. The yeah, one, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like a really uh, good movie, but then the end fell flat. And I, you're right; I think it's so it's so key to have that. So, what are some uh, like? Obviously, you have this coming out on the 19th. What are some? Uh, do you have any dream type movies that you'd want to do? Would you want to do like another horror, another like type of like action, or you know, I would love to do. I mean. I'm just gonna say, you know, big, a big budget war, war war movie. Nice. With just, you know, like it doesn't have to be Saving Private Ryan big. Oh, that would be amazing. But like, <laughs> I think war just creates this sort of, you know, landscape. I mean, it's just you got so much stuff going on. That would be, you know, just that would be great. I, I would love to do also, like a. Maybe something from the, like like the Predator, a Predator movie, because oh, yeah. I just love the Predator, and that would be that would be really cool. But yeah, I mean, just big, you know. I, I really want to do something big, you know, just like not like a like a, I, I want to have some toys to play with. Like I I made a lot of movies on tight schedules, but I really want to like get the opportunity to you know shoot an action scene over two weeks, you know, and see what I can do with that. Uh, because it's always like, okay, you've got, you know, fit, you know, 12 pages, to, you know, to shoot today, a car, ch- you know, it's a car chase and a fight. And, and, you know, you got to shoot a quick scene on, uh, 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 you know, out front of the place. So it's like, you got three hours to shoot this fight and, you know, you do the best you can. You get some cool shots. You make it look good. You move the camera around. And, you know, make sure, you you know, you get enough to cut it together. But, like, let me play. Like, let, let me get there. Let me let me get some, like, big, big-ass cranes and whip them around and blow things up. And, you know, and not just blow one thing up. You know, I want to blow a lot of things up. <laughs> you know, flip, I want to just flip up. You know, just destroy a whole, like, set. You know, like, spend some time doing it. And, and that's my goal. That's really what I want to, you know, get it, get into. And that can, that could be, you know, it's got to be a good script. You know, it's gotta be a good story. Yeah. What was the most, uh, was there like a expensive shot that you did? What do you know? One that you've done that was like most expensive, like something you did. Yeah. The most expensive shot that I did. That's a good question. That's a good question. You know, a, a few times I've, I've destroyed a few cars that, that those shots, you know, were probably flipping a car. We threw some people, lit some people on fire. You know, obviously that, that caught, 
that costs money because you gotta, you know, you put him in the suit and yeah, yeah, <laughs> get the the proper stunt team. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean the biggest the biggest probably shot was the set the set piece on the Leonard Skinner movie where we wrecked an entire plane, wow. recreated the plane, recreated the actual like plane crash sets like from the photographs of like the actual crash site and our department did a fantastic job and we had like a big we had a big big crane and it was a big setup in the woods and bodies and debris and smoke and that was a big show that, that might have been the most expensive shot and how'd that come to be somebody reached out to you or is that something that you knew somebody or uh that came about a, a good friend of mine uh brian Pereira, who runs cleopatra records has uh or has uh artemis who was the, like one the, the original drummer of leonard skinnard in signed to his record label and and brian brian's a genius yeah he, he he's a movie mogul and i mean music music mogul and g- getting into movies so i mean but he's been you know he's been doing movies for a while now and yeah we're just you know he he hit me up and asked if you know if it would be if it would be something i'd be interested in and and i mean i, I mean I, to be honest with you, at first i was i mean overwhelmed yeah. so it's something you don't want to fuck up you don't want to be yeah. the guy who he messes up the, a, a movie about leonard skinner and i didn't i'll be you know i didn't know when i when the first came about you know i of course i knew who leonard skinner was and sweet home alabama Freebird all that, but I didn't know too much, you know? So I was, but I did, I was like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take it on, I'm going to study the songs and, and the lyrics and the interviews and, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. Crazy. That's pretty wild story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that story is some other things that I, I'll save it for the, I'll leave it for the book. What some other things that happen, but, but yeah. Yeah, some crazy stuff happens while making movies. And, and yeah, that's what a lot, you know, a lot of the book is. Just you have a book. What's that. the name of the book? Is that the book you held up before? Yeah. 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 That's the book. Yeah. That's the book that um, no, I know you, uh, I know you, you, you picked it up and then you made, we started talking about Joe Castro. It was, 50, Oh yeah. 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 50 movies made. Let me grab. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me hold that up. Very cool, dude. That, that's the book uh that's coming out may 15th nice and this is this is it right here 50 movies made you and shatner we got me and shatner that's uh mike tyson very cool uh, dude good for you Bruce, what made you think about Bruce writing Will. a book you know i mean to be honest of all things the title 50 movies made <laughs> yeah that's a milestone you know, I was around, you know, around movie 40, 40 something. I just start, you know, people were asking, oh, you know, how many, I just started saying to people, yeah, you know, they were like, oh, you do a lot of movies. I was like, yeah, I made, you know, 50 movies made about, about, and, and I was like, oh yeah, 50 movies made. I, I started saying it a bunch and, <laughs> and then it just, I was like, that's, that's, that's a book title. I was like that. Cause I and, I and I love reading books. I love reading books about Hollywood people and biographies and filmmakers. So you know, I was like, all right, well, if I were to write a book, what you know, what kind of book would I want to 
want to read, so to speak. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I just wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I took a while to write it, right? Oh, it takes forever, man. Yeah, dude. I helped uh, actor Larry Hankin. Uh, you know Larry Hankin? He was on like Friends, Seinfeld, Breaking Bad. If you saw him, he's a yeah. local guy. Yeah, he's yeah. from. Uh, he grew up in. He grew up in the city, in New York City, and then uh, I connected with him on an interview like this in like September of 2019, and he was oh, talking nice. about wanting to write a book, and I had no idea what I was doing, but. I like challenges. So he's like, Hey, do you want to, do you know anybody can help me write a book? And I was like, Oh, I can help you. So I spent like all of COVID the first six months wow. of COVID just, uh, getting all the stories. Cause he's, he was 81 when we started and I was just like watching his movies and like his scenes and like trying to tell him things to like pick his memory or send him clips and stuff. And, uh, it just came out at the end of February. Cause that's how wow. long it took. Like, Cause at first he wanted to do like a one man show, but obviously COVID put a damper on that. And he's like, I'm going to write a book from this. We're like, all right, cool. Oh, but no, what's Dan, the name of the awesome. book? It's what's called that, g- that guy, a cautionary tale. Cause he's like that guy. He's like, he's in 200 yeah. plus credits. He's the guy, you know, from every, like you see him. Yeah. You're like, Oh shit. I know. Him. I got to check that out. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'll look randomly. Like my daughter's four and I showed her Alf the other day. We just put like a random Alf on, and he's the guy in Alf, and he's the guy that's like robbing houses in the neighborhood. Man, that, that, that those story, yeah, I I, I got I want to read that book because I mean, that's what I like. That's actually what the kind of books I love reading. Just like yeah, me too. Like the random stories. Like I love obviously films, but I love documentaries. Man, I could watch uh, Crystal Lake Memories and Never Sleep Again. Like the ones about the making of Friday the Thirteenth, The Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. what goes into making this movie that you're like, wow, this is such a big movie. And it's like, yeah, they kind of filmed this within like no time. Like they put a poster yeah. out before the script was even written. And it's like these cool stories, you know, about like the making of movies. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check out your book. You can have it on Amazon or you self publish or. So, so yeah, it's on, you know, nice. Amazon, Amazon, um, Nine ninety nine for the ebook. I think it's nineteen ninety nine for the paperback. But yeah, Amazon. Pretty much. Yeah, I would. It's available other places, but cool. I would just go to Amazon. That's the easiest. No, 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 that's cool. It's so crazy. You think about like just from the beginning of our conversation. Like you're like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I go into New York once or twice a week, and like you meet that guy that you, when you move off campus when you're at Northeastern, and at least that twenty, to, yeah, twenty twenty two years later, you're. You have a book out about what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I would have never, you know, never would have thought I would have r- 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 got into mo- making movies, let alone have written a book called 50 Movies Made, uh, yeah. which is, yeah, I mean, life is just crazy and you really can't predict what the hell you're going to do next. And, and and I think, yeah, that's, that's important. Un, that's a, an important swill pill to like yeah. swallow. Like, because if you try to, you know, I think, when you go try to go against the universe's wish, wishes, that's when you're going to feel the pain, you know? Yeah. I, well, your sequel is going to be uh 100. That'll be the next book. 100. Well, man, I, I, you know, I don't know if I want to get, you know, get up there. <laughs> I, I, I want to, uh, you know, do some, uh, <laughs> 
bigger, bigger. I hear you. More quality. Yeah, more. <laughs> not, I don't want to say. I don't want to bash the, any. No, I know what you mean. No, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. No, I, I think. I think that's the. That, I think the word B movie is such a. It's such like a a diss for some reason for people, but it's not in the sense of like people that enjoy them. It's not like I say like, Oh, B movie or you say B movie in the sense of like, Oh, this movie's going to suck or it looks like shit. It's just, it's, there's a type of genre and there's a type of people that are in it. And it's not like they're anything bad. It's just a different type of like experience, I guess. But yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I mean, 50 movies is a lot. And, 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 and it's not necessarily look. Everybody has their own path. Look at Dam- like Damien Chazelle, right? What is he? He, he makes uh, Whiplash, Short, win then the feature, wins like Academy Award, does La La Land, like wins another Academy Award, like, and then makes Babylon, and then, and then basically just kind of, a man as a that. See, I mean that's the, that's the problem, you know, when you have a fast, you know, when when you rock it up. And I'm sure, I hope, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine. And Yeah, or, yeah, I think I he'll mean, be okay. I mean, <laughs> he'll be okay. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to, when you, when you do something like that, not having, you know, a sort of a fa- foundation and, you know, and, and smaller, you know, if you just go and do a huge movie, if you do a small movie and then you do a, you know, a huge movie that doesn't do great. Uh, it's, you know, that's tough. To, Cause yeah, then you should need to go back and do, you know, a smaller movie, you know, you, you, otherwise it's going to be tough to probably get the funding and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Margot Robbie, man, she had a rough fall, <laughs> even though she obviously has Barbie. She has all these other movies, but she was in Babylon and she was the, in the other one that, just was like not. Oh yeah, critics hated Man. those two movies. Yeah, yeah, I know she's having a rough. Hopefully, well, I mean, I saw it and I saw the trailer for Barbie, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I I'm think like, if they go, I, I think they're going to go super weird with it, which I think might work. So I we'll think see. That like, might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah might, that might work, and and or it might not. Like, yeah, yeah. Day, this day and age, you know. P- Audiences are a little. There's a lot of options for their time. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and weird, weird in you know these days of of Avod and 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 you know, it's a, the rules. The rules are kind of changing, like yeah. you know, because people are seeing. People are really seeing like what they what they are entertained by and and, and there's something and, and, and there's a home for that right away so you know if it's not clicking with this you know you know free ad supported television model the yeah. it might not click you know i mean if you take a look at uh some of the films that are just not hidden like you know like like uh they, you know, necessarily people thought they would. There's been a lot of that lately. Yeah. It's been, it's a, it's whoever's in charge too. A lot of times you have those people that are like the higher ups really like, obviously they have that job, but they might not have the right vision to 
green light the right projects or put the right people in the projects or in charge of the projects. But there's so many you're like, oh man, like all these commercials for it. You're like, ah, oh, this isn't yeah. what I want to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a, you gotta find you gotta find finding what what to watch is. I mean, there's a lot of options, but also you know sometimes too many options over you know overwhelming and the good oh, stuff dude. will be exactly like Jared growing up just think of when you went to the video store as a kid like with your parents I remember like whatever I rent it even if we put it on and it sucked we had to watch it like yeah because that's what we were watching that night. even though we had like the illegal black box so we'd watch like whatever was on pay-per-view or whatever it would still be like this is the movie that we're gonna watch because we, my dad spent a dollar 99 on it like that's yeah, what we're gonna watch, yeah. you know. Now you're just like, I have uh, ten thousand other options right now. So exactly, yeah. Thirty, you know, fifteen seconds in, you're not entertained. So what's what else is on? Dinah, uh, Jared, this has been awesome, man. One more question I have to ask you, just because I uh, I talked uh, Dick Dixter. So oh, when I chatted yeah. Dick when, I, <laughs> when I chatted with. Uh, Bobby Schaefer, who is man, what a character that guy is. Uh, and I just thought I, I noticed that on your IMDb. What a fun oh. character he is. Oh man, that, that was a fun experience. Yeah, and that was me just acting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I that was one of the sort of movies that came about after I sort of not threw the acting towel in, but you know, sort of put it in the back burner and then just one of my filmmaker friends hits me up, knows I'm an actor, and he's like, hey, you know, I think one of the actors dropped out. It was like, it was like a big role, and it was already cast, and, and, and they had shots a little bit with the actor, and, and he left the project, and I, I was the replacement guy. <laughs> I was like, can you be on set? We, you know, we, need, we, need, we need you. He's such a character. Like, his movies, you should connect with him and uh, direct his, uh, his third Psycho Cop. That he's trying yeah, to yeah, but, but, yeah. I, I, that would be great. We should, have, we should. I should link <laughs> he, over. He that. rapped the whole song to me. Oh, nice. Like freestyle rapped. Like I don't know where he's like, yeah, I already wrote a rap for it. Do you want to hear it? And he went right into it. It sounded good. But uh, no, he's he's he loves what he he does. He started writing for. He was writing like documentaries on the History Channel in the early '90s, and then somehow became Psycho Cop. And then he done yeah. he did other roles in the '80s, but. Uh, yeah. No, he's great. He, he's a great actor. Shout yeah, shout out to Bobby. Yeah, that was fun. You're great, man. <laughs> Dude, I love talking to you. I really appreciate it. And it's cool, uh, tri state area connection. And uh Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Thank thank you so much for uh for having me out. Yeah, can't wait to share the uh this, oh yeah, dude! It'll be on. It probably be uh, next month, but before then, I'll share the movie and I'll put the link uh, to the get back on my website and your book and everything. And uh, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I love talking. Uh, it's fun just talking filmmaking because I think it's such an interesting, like what like you and like I mentioned like Griff. I think it's such an interesting thing because it is like that. What so many people love to watch, like in the like those Tubies and uh, even on Prime and Pluto, it. Uh, no, man. I really enjoyed watching your movies today. I'm going to check out a lot more of them. But uh, yeah, Atlantic I Rim. I appreciate it, man. Uprising. I love cool, it. Cool, man. I love it. Cool, Good bro. luck, Jarrett. Dix Dixer. It always circles back to somehow, every so often, somebody's working with uh, uh, Robbie. And it's just, I have to bring him up. And it was great 
to sort of hear, even though we did it on video, like you can hear his voice, like his voice, like lit up at the very end after chatting for an hour, just hearing about that memory because he was like, Oh, I was only supposed to replace the guy for like a little bit. And then he's like the third or fourth lead in the movies. So a few people I talked to, uh, now Jared and Tim, uh, had great things to say about work with Rob. So yeah. So don't forget, check out his book, 50 movies made, and I will make sure to put that in the episode notes and uh, your homework, Atlantic Rim Resurrection. It's free on Tubi, Pluto, Crackle, Amazon Prime. It's a lot of fun. There's special effects that you wouldn't like. And Jared even mentioned Asylum, like their special effects department because he shot being ready for the special effects that are going to be implemented. It looks good. Uh, now I had a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear Jamie's thoughts on this. So, uh, yeah, so don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at Sequels Only, and don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night, guys.